This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started on Monday evening. And if you were with us, you know that we are talking this week about godly suffering a very, very, very ingredient in believers' lives if we're going to continue to follow the Lord in good times as well as in bad times when things are going our way and when suffering comes about because of our obedience to the Word. I'd like to review the verses that we've spoken about as a basis for continuing on because we see throughout Scriptures suffering is a vital ingredient in bringing about maturity in believers' lives. Though he was a son, he learned opens from the things which he suffered. And we're not talking about suffering because of disobedience or rebellion, but suffering for the namesake of Jesus or for righteousness' sake. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. All that will live godly lives in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Jesus said in John 15, verse 20, If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. We read in 1 Corinthians 4, 12, Paul wrote, When we are reviled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, For unto you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Matthew chapter 5, verses 10, 11, and 12. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Acts 14, verse 22, it's through much tribulation that we enter the kingdom of God. We point, Junie and I pointed out that we must pursue, not pursue, we must perceive godly suffering from an eternal perspective, otherwise we're going to be so centered in on only the suffering and not 
even imagine God's intention in this. We read from 2 Corinthians 4, verses 17 and 18, when Paul spoke about momentary light afflictions, which were, to me, it didn't seem momentary or light, but they were tremendous difficulties, persecution, 39 stripes, imprisonment, even given up for dead. But you know what Paul says about these? They produced in him an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Again, we stopped and said then, and we say it now again. How are we responding to current difficulties, especially in this day and age, when when it seems like the world is going topsy-turvy and things are so difficult in our country? How are we responding? James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. I just want to point out here, there's a big difference between going through a test or a trial and being chastened by the Lord. You know, when God wants to test us, as he did Abraham in in, um, Genesis chapter uh, 22, when he tested Abraham to see if he'd be willing to offer his son Isaac. Testing is really a time to prove somebody, and God wants to prove prove something in us. In other words, to test, when you look at the dictionary, it means to ascertain the weight, the worth of something. In other words, gold is tested and purified, and that's what makes it so valuable. It's pure, it's, it's, the impurities are taken out. So the answer for going through a hard time is endurance. The answer for chastening, for example, is uh, repentance. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 5, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. In other words, that's the chastening. And he scourges every son whom he receives. For it is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Junie, we need to understand that when God is chastening us, it's for our good. Otherwise, if we don't accept it, He calls us illegitimate sons. Powerful. And that's to see, Shelley, that the Lord convicts us of sin. That's a gift to us. Yes, Lord. That we might repent. And when we're suffering for righteousness' sake, it's the very act of that suffering that produces godly lives in us because Jesus's life transforms us to be more like him. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Because Jesus learned obedience by the things that he suffered. And he walked in the flesh, Shelley, as the son of man. And he had to learn how to not give in to the soulish desires of the fallen flesh 
and the fallen soul that he actually came to redeem. Really? And so he made a way for us. He made a pathway for us. And when we see his rejections, when we see how uh, the religious Jewish leaders uh, questioned him and didn't accept him, we can walk with an understanding that it's actually a privilege to be the witness of the Holy One of Israel and to respond to the Spirit that we might love if we're hated. It's really true. Wow, Junie. So again, if you're going through a trial, endure it. Listen to this uh, verse from Job chapter 23, verse 10. When he has tested me, we could say, when we, have, when we are going through a trial, I shall come forth as gold. Wow. What a word that is. What an encouragement for all of us. Again, uh, Junie, I think on Monday you mentioned Paul when he was struck down on the road to Damascus. It's interesting. Um, uh, God sent a messenger named Ananias to Paul and said, go to Paul with a message from God for him. I know what God's message was to Paul. Now, remember, he was a rabbi, and he's becoming, he became the greatest apostle that ever lived. To the Gentiles. To to the Gentiles, right. God's message to Paul was that he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and sons of Israel. And here was the message. For I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Wow, wow, wow. You know, Judy, we even see an example in Moses. It's written in Hebrews that he chose rather to suffer the affliction of being with God's people, talking about the people in Israel who were in bondage in Egypt. He chose rather to suffer the affliction by being with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, being like second to Pharaoh. I mean, it's incredible. So true men and women of God, are going, they're not going to look to suffer but because they're so strong in the Lord, suffering is a result of that, but they will choose that, embrace it, and something for eternal purposes is being built into their lives. And we see the Western gospel, which has gone into Eastern Europe, is to be loved, respected, uh, upheld, get bigger ministries, have a bigger voice, and not that to have a big ministry is wrong. You could be God's favorite servant and have a big ministry, but the one who is the leader of that ministry, like I think of Billy Graham, he understood the sufferings of the Messiah. And that's what's so big, Shelley that the Western gospel is to enjoy the pleasures of sin, to enjoy holidays and turn from holy days. And when we turn to God and we desire to be holy as he is holy and he's changing us, we experience the same sufferings as the prophets, 
as the men and women in the Old Testament who followed the Lord, and the same in the New, and especially Jesus. It's really, you know, I never thought of it before, Junie, but that verse in Hebrews 11.25 applied to Moses. But you know what? I think it's time, because of the season that we're living in, that we're rapidly approaching the, the return of the Lord. We know many things has to happen, but things seem to be so accelerated in the world. Lawlessness is all over the place that are we willing to choose to suffer with the affliction of being with God's people, that the church would become the end-time army of God rather than to continue enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. It's simple, Shelley. Do we want to be the witnesses of the Lord for him? That's really true. To the world. Lord, Father, we cry out to you for us and for every listener. Yes, Lord. That the church would become the church. I know there's going to be a remnant of the church because there's going to be a great falling away. But Lord, I believe those that will not fall away would be those who are willing to embrace the suffering because it's going to produce in every one of us an eternal weight of glory. Build your church, Jew and Gentile, united That's as one promise, new man in, in the Messiah. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. For your sake do it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website. Shelly and June That's Shelly and June Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.